This program is brought to you by the University of Southern Queensland. And now on Phoenix Radio, Spaced Out. Good afternoon. Yes, you are listening to the very first episode of Spaced Out on Phoenix Radio. Of course, the voice of Springfield, Ipswich and the western suburbs of Brisbane. My name is Jack Lewis. It is another disappointing day for our friends across the border as New South Wales recorded 919 local cases. In better news right here in Queensland, there are no locally transmitted cases. It's nice and sunny in Ipswich today, top of 20 degrees and down to 2 degrees overnight. Coming up on Spaced Out, you'll find out some more. You'll find out some more about mental health as you enter the universe in your head, and you'll find out about the universe out there with our very special station sponsor, USQ Space Expert. And the big story in just a couple of minutes: Queensland is running out of hotel quarantine beds. What are we going to do? We will talk with the director of infectious diseases at the Mater Hospital, Paul Griffin. Don't go anywhere. Here's Billie Eilish with My Future on Phoenix Radio. Billie Eilish with My Future on phoenixradio.com.au. This is Spaced Out. I'm Jack Lewis. On the COVID front, there's good news and there's bad news. The good news is there's no cases recorded in Queensland in the past 24 hours. The bad news? Our hotel, qu- our hotel quarantine system is at bursting point and the Premier has now shut the door to non-residents for at least a fortnight. There's some talk today that people might be allowed to complete their second week of quarantine at home. But is that really feasible? Dr Paul Griffin is the Director of Infectious Diseases at Marta Health Services. Dr Griffin, welcome to Phoenix Radio. Thanks for having me. What do you think about the idea of people doing their second week of quarantine at home? Can they be trusted to do the right thing? I think so. I think we need to start moving to a bit more of a risk-based approach here. And, you know, obviously we've tried to do everything we can to to keep everybody safe, but we know that the numbers are going up and perhaps what we're doing now isn't um, feasible any longer. And so particularly when we know people are vaccinated, they're much lower risk. And so those people, I think, would make sense to be able to allow them to, to quarantine at home, obviously with some checks and balances in place. Um, and, and that would obviously take a lot of the burden off our hotel system. Right, and if people were to complete their quarantine at home, what would other members of the household have to do? Would they have to do 14 days of home quarantine or just the, just the seven for that second week? Yeah, look, we'd obviously need to make sure people have the, the right sort of set up at home. So it would be ideal that people were able to be completely separate from, from other members of the household. Uh, and, and if not, then we'd actually include the other members in the in the same situation as quarantining for that seven days, much like we did with a, a lot of contacts recently with the issue around the school. So, you know, the, the ideal situation would be people could be at home by themselves, but if they're with other people, we need to make sure they're either completely separate or that the other household members complete the same period of quarantine. Yeah, it's interesting because given the nature of Delta, some people have suggested that hotel quarantine should be extended to three weeks, not reduced. Is there any argument, do you think, in for extending hotel quarantine to three weeks? Yeah, I mean, all, all of these things are, are done based on uh, 
you know, a spectrum. So we, we know that the you know, incubation period, if we count 14 days, that, that's going to get the vast majority of, of people. And there's a very slim chance that someone may have an incubation period that's longer, that, that won't be captured by that. But it's the, the number of people that will fall into that category is so low that it simply doesn't justify, in my opinion at least, extending everybody's quarantine period out for longer. I think we can make sure we capture those people by making sure they're educated and understand they get symptoms to get tested. We can maybe consider doing additional testing, but yeah, to extend everyone's hotel quarantine out to three weeks, I think would uh, would just simply not be feasible. Yeah. You've brought up um, the vaccine before as a, as a strong factor in allowing people to do their second week of hotel quarantine at, at, actually at home. Do you think once numbers get up to, once vaccination numbers get up to 70% or 80%, we'll start to see a phasing out of uh, hotel quarantine as a tool? I think our reliance on it will decrease, but I, I don't think it'll ever go away, well, at least not in the near future. Right. Um, you, you know, we, we're going to see a big change in how we, we look at this pandemic when we do start to open up. And, you know, at the moment, obviously, we, we're not really getting a significant volume of international travellers, um, or at least the volume is fairly low, and yet our hotel quarantine systems are essentially already at capacity. So, you know, I think we're still going to utilise that uh, as we start to open up and allow more people to, to start to travel around. There'll still be a requirement for that. But I think it can be, you know, a little bit risk-based in that if people are from a, you know, perhaps a, a low-risk area, so not a lot of transmission and they're fully vaccinated, maybe those people can quarantine at home. Whereas, obviously, if people aren't in those categories, potentially from somewhere with more transmission or, or maybe not vaccinated, well, then those people perhaps need the, the full two weeks in the hotels. Yep. Um, New South Wales numbers, I want to ask you about that. They're, they're over 900 for the first time today, 919. Here in Queensland, we had no cases recorded. What do you think is going to happen to uh, Queensland's numbers over the next few months? I know it's a bit of a speculative question. Yeah, sure. I mean, New South Wales, the, the evidence from the, the modelling at the moment would suggest they haven't peaked yet. And at best, they're still two weeks away from from their peak. Um, obviously, modelling is just that, and you know we can change what happens. But you know, at this stage, it does look like that worst is still yet to come. And I think our prospect of keeping that out here in Queensland, whether it's from the the hotel quarantine system that's at capacity, or, or our neighbours just uh, immediately below us who having nearly 1,000 cases a day, I mean, it's just, I think, unrealistic to think we're, we're not going to see cases pop up here. So, you know, that, that's why I think we need to make sure people understand how they can mitigate risk here in Queensland and, you know, obviously masks and social distancing, checking in, all those things. But, of course, we've got a safe and effective vaccine that, that we're perhaps underutilising here. So we really need people to understand that, you know, the risk is kind of knocking on the door and we need to get people vaccinated so when it comes, the impact is minimal. Do you think as, as we get um, more vaccination numbers in, let's say, in the coming weeks, there's another, another few cases in Queensland, do you think that um, the continued response will be like these the snap lockdowns? Do you think that's the best strategy? I think so. I think until we have enough people vaccinated... Um, that we can allow things to play out a little bit more. We, we just need the lockdowns to get the cases under control and, and minimise the impact. And, you know, we've seen the situation in Victoria where they, you know, they did do a snap lockdown and still had quite significant cases. And, of course, you know, New South Wales should remind us, you know, what happens when you potentially, you know, underestimate or don't throw everything at controlling Delta right at the outset. So, you know, what, what's really clear and being discussed a lot is if we have our vaccine rates high enough, and that number is probably 70 or 80 percent, then our reliance on lockdowns goes down very significantly. So that's really our goal.
Yeah, right. And just finally, Dr Griffin, Christmas isn't too far away. Should we be preparing for a Christmas isolated from the rest of Australia or do you think it'll we'll all be together by then? Look, I think we're in control of our destiny here and I really think we should be aiming for a Christmas where we can move around freely. And the the thing that's going to determine that is how many people are vaccinated. You know, there's a we've still got enough time, in my opinion, to aim for that 80% well before Christmas so we can be controlling things again and allowing people to see their family members and, and not be in lockdown and, you know, enjoy their summer holidays. I think that's so important for, for this country on so many levels that that's got to be our target. And, you know, it's really dependent on people getting vaccinated. And so that's my call at the moment is to, you know, if, if you want to be able to do that, then go out and get vaccinated. Thank you for your time today, Dr Griffin. I know at the moment we live in a time where there, there doesn't seem to be much hope and you've definitely provided us with some hope and, and good news today, so thank you. That's a pleasure. Thank you. That was Dr Paul Griffin, Director of Infectious Diseases at Marta Health Services. Up next, it's 15 years since the demotion of Pluto from planet to dwarf planet. You'll hear why Pluto lovers continue to commemorate what they call Pluto Demotion Day. You're listening to Spaced Out on Phoenix Radio. Here's Ella Henderson and Tom Grennan with Let's Go Home Together.